and welcome to Built On Air, a podcast and video series about all things Airtable. I'm your host, Zoe Vanderplue, and I'd like to thank our sponsor, OpenSide. OpenSide's newest product, Onto Air Forms, is the Airtable form solution that you've been looking for. Visit OpenSide.com to see how it can take your Airtable workflow to the next level. And for a limited time, get Onto Air Forms free when you purchase the Onto Air Actions Zapier connector. Joining us this week on the show is Sherman Sanders, founding member of the Griffin Games and Comics Cooperative in Fort Collins, Colorado. Now in its 13th year, Griffin has evolved beyond a store into a popular play space. They host programs most days of the week for Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, and much more. Most recently, Griffin is working on transitioning to a co-op to further their connection with the local gaming community that they've cultivated over the years. Sherman found that Airtable is the perfect tool to manage all of these game nights at Griffin. His base he demos for us, Griffin Guild Ventures, tracks event dates, player attendance, and even rewards for frequent participants. His shop employees are trained to keep the base updated during their shifts via forms, so Sherman can enjoy his evenings off and know exactly how game night went. Sherman also shares another base with us, Forbidden Lands, which is a slick RPG campaign organizer he built for his own personal games. He makes great use of the Kanban view to share info with his players that he can update live as the campaign unfolds. Check out builtonair.com to sign up for a mailing list where you can get weekly updates on new Built On Air episodes and other fun Airtable things. Hey Sherman, welcome to Built On Air. Thanks so much for being on the show with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Zoe. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Um, so yeah, uh, Sherman Sanders. I live in Fort Collins. I've owned Griffin Games and Comics for the last 13 years with my wife. Um, we are currently transitioning into a cooperative. Um, hopefully that's done here very soon. Um, yeah, but we're a retailer of games and comic books. We, we just have a brick and mortar store. Um, don't really do anything online or anything like that. We're just in store, do a lot of organized play programs. We have people, we have a lot of play space, have a lot of people uh, coming in nightly for different types of games. Very cool. So what uh, is sort of a, a day-to-day like as the owner of, you know, a comic book store and you're organizing all of these events and stuff? So yeah, what does a typical day in Sherman's life come um, Yeah, it's a lot of trying to organize people. We've we've got um, right around 20 employees at any given time. So we've got a uh, got a cafe to run as well as the, the retail store and like I said, all sorts of events. So yeah, it's just figuring out who needs to go where and do what, and um, yeah, doing all my day to day. You know, trying to order order product in and make sure we get stuff for for people to have. It's a uh, yeah, and a lot of talking with customers. It's a lot of um, yeah, figuring out what the community's up to and and uh, keeping in touch with people. Right. Yeah. That that kind of human connection, I think, right, is key in your industry since it's, you know, it's people who want that physical kind of connection and experience. With Yeah, you. it really is. I mean, we've we've definitely seen a, um, a large change in the industry in the last 13 years. Um, it is a much more challenging industry. Um, we've I mean, we've it's been challenging from the beginning. It's never been a, a super easy thing to do. But um 
it's uh, it's hard. I mean, the internet has definitely made th- you know there's opportunities there, but there's also a lot of challenges, for, particularly for uh, brick and mortar stores. So that's for sure, where we're at. yeah. So do you and your wife kind of split uh, responsibilities? You know, do you concentrate on some things and she does the other? You guys, you know, how do you kind of handle working with your your life partner as your business partner? Right, right. So we've been, yeah, she is actually... um, she over the years has kind of slowly stepped away from the store. Originally, when we first started, it was the two of us, uh, you know, and when we we pretty much, you know, alternated days off. You know, that was that was the plan. Um, have two people on when we're busy, and uh, of course now we have to have at least you know four or five staff on at any given time. Um, it, it, she has her own business. She does pet sitting, side hill sitters. <laughs> so she uh, she has uh, she has her own staff of another twelve or fifteen people. So yeah, it's, uh, very cool. That's awesome. Well, yeah, it's like you know. So is the the um, sort of comic books and games was that your vision? And you convinced your wife to jump on board, or was it something that you guys had been wanting to start together? Yeah, yeah. So uh, mainly games. Um, neither of us were really comic people, and. Mm-hmm. We, we bought an existing store and they had comics and we figured it out. So, uh, so that's kind of where that's at. Um, but it's, yeah, that was, that was, um, mostly me. We, we, you know, we played games and stuff for years before that, but we, um, we, you know, I kind of convinced her that this would be a, a fun thing to do. And, uh, when we got the store, she was 22 and still in college and, uh, it's been a, uh, it's been an interesting time. So yeah, 13 years is a really long time just to, to have a small business in general, let alone, you know, you always hear gaming stores are, you know, uh, like shutting down or just, you know, it's, it's like you mentioned, it's a totally kind of different landscape out there now, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah it- but Tell us a little bit about, so, so what are like some of the most popular events or, you know, I guess popular games that you sell? So we still do magic four nights a week. One of the things that got me using Airtable more than anything was uh, Dungeons and Dragons actually. So I wanted to start my own organized play program. Um, and I wanted to track players rather than characters. Uh, are you familiar with D&D? Have you ever done any role playing? Or? You know, I, I'm like slightly familiar with it, but I've never played myself, but I always think that I would love it. I, my friend, probably the closest I've gotten to like any sort of those tabletop games is um, Pandemic. Have you played that one? It's like, oh, you, yeah. uh, <laughs> but the, you know, the one that like they do in seasons. So you like play, like you have season. to play like 12 to 24 games. Um yeah, that was sort of my first venture into it. And and it was always like such a pain. We would like, you know, my friends and I, we would like set a time to, you know, sit down and play. And I would always be super annoyed to like have it in my schedule and have to go. But whenever like we were there, I had so much fun. Um, Good. <laughs> move, I moved like, it, it's so funny. And so I think it really is just like about kind of like holding that space really is what, you know, because you don't really get that opportunity to sit and play games all that much anymore unless you really like carve out that space um but anyway so not no not like D particularly so i might need a little bit of like schooling on the um terminology as we like walk through the demo or something but sure i've heard good things about it yeah it's it's worth giving a go uh pretty much if you find a, a good group to play with um it's fun for anybody people play at different um different interest levels. Some people are very, you know, rules interested and mm-hmm. other people just want to have, tell a story or just want to hang out with friends. And it's a, it's a good time in that regard. So yeah, it's a lot of opportunity there. 
So is it the same groups that will sort of come and play every week or are people switching in and out? Kind of how do you run that whole program at your store? So um, for for our Griffin Guild Ventures, we have a group of, uh, we've, we've had over 500 people come through in the last, uh, it's been just over oh, a year wow. now. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And we, we get about 40 to 50 people every week. Um, and it's, it's kind of a rotating crowd. We get, you know, the intention of it. So here, uh, the hardest thing about role-playing is finding a group and organizing people. Like you said, you know, you right. have to carve out that time. Right. So the very, um, what I wanted to do and what I was seeing in the store for years and years and years was that I would set up something. I would say, Hey, you guys can come and play at this time. And we've got a game master. He wants to run a game, whatever. And people would show up and there wouldn't be a spot. So what I did with Guild Ventures is I said, we have no signups. We have nobody, um, nobody's planned to run anything or do anything. We're going to throw a bunch of people together and somebody is hopefully going to run a game uh, for, or like uh, in our case, like eight games or so is what we get on average. So, um, and that's the plan. Nobody gets left out, you know, ideally, unless we can't find a game master, in which case we you know, have to tell people occasionally, sorry, it didn't work out this week, but I don't have that consistent group showing up and just playing with their friends every week because there's no point in it. Um, it's all one-shot adventures. There's no ongoing campaign. And really what I wanted to do was give people an opportunity to meet one another, not, not to get into a game because they can do that. You know, if you have a game master, you can go to your house and play a game. But I wanted people to right. meet each other and set up those games. So that's what's happened more than anything is we have a high turn rate, but I attribute a lot of that to people doing exactly what the program was intended to do. They're meeting each other. They're, they're, they're getting into these groups. And I hear that weekly. I hear people, you know, I came my first game. I now have a group done. Right. You're you're a bit, you're a bit like a matchmaker in that regard. Right. So, because if if some people stop showing up, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It could mean, you know, they've found their crew and they're just, yeah, doing it like in, you know, someone's like, you know, living room or whatever every week instead. Um, Really cool. So, and, and you mentioned that you kind of um, had, you know, started using Airtable to organize all that kind of stuff. So, so tell us a little bit about how, how you found Airtable and, and how you use it to manage your business. Um, I found it by searching. I mean, I, I kind of had the, I had the program in mind that I wanted to use. And then I found Airtable. And I'm like, well, this is a perfect match. This is, it's going to do exactly what I need. Um, I, you know, hand it off to somebody who's really familiar with, um, uh, Excel so they could like do some basic programming for me to figure out what the, you know, how to make the, the tables work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, yeah. And I've, I've since modified it and, you know, <laughs> it's, it's gotten a little bit more complicated, but basically the, the format that we came up with for week one is, is still there. And, uh, yeah, we just, we track players, um, which is not something I could have done with any other program that I could find. Um, so we, we track their weekly attendance. Um, we, you know, have, uh, uh like, like in a t- typical, uh, role-playing game, people level up their characters, right? So like I, I played this character, I get to play at a higher level. Now they've gathered this much equipment. Um, I kind of did away with all that cause I didn't want that level of bookkeeping. And I also didn't want that constraint on the players. I wanted them to come in play the level of game they wanted to play. And, um, you know, just have fun at that, whatever they're doing for that week. It's all one shots. So there's no, no need for that kind of continuity, but we are rewarding the players for showing up multiple times. They, they get to play higher level characters. They get to bring better equipment, stuff like that. 
Cool. Um, yeah. And Airtable manages all that. It, it manages, you know, it allows me to just kind of automate a ton of that. You know, we, we do the data entry every week and that's, that's all we have to do. Beautiful. How long have you been using that system? Literally just over a year. I, uh, that's awesome. Cool. And then were you kind of running these, these weekly, um, D and D meetings before that, just like on pen and paper, or did you kind of find the system just as you started the program. So that's, um, so a classic adventure, like I said, is very much, you know, a game master gets, you know, says I'm going to be here every week and a group of people show up. Right. So I wanted, and we still have that happening. Like we, we mm-hmm. have hundred people show up and play games every week. Easy. Right. Um, but I wanted a place where I could, anybody who walks through the door, I can say, Hey, show up at five o'clock on Saturday and you get to play in a D and D game and done. You don't have to do anything. Um, it, you know, it, it's a, uh, it's an opportunity to just introduce new people to the game. I get yeah. brand new people every single week, you know, people who've never played a role-playing game in their life. And some of them stick with it and some say that's not for me and that's totally fine. But it's, but it is something that I could not do in any other way that I can have been able to come up with. So, right. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I like how it's, it seems like you've done such a great job of kind of like building this community that, that suits, you know, your customers on, on whatever level they want to be involved in, you know, from like just walking in and being like, Hey, I'm here, like throw me somewhere to people who want kind of that dedicated, you know, campaign ongoing style of, of play. And we do have a, we have a handful of people, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we've, uh, yeah, people, you know, been coming since the very beginning when I got 37 sessions there. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Right. And that's so cool. And it's so easy to track, right? You're just like looking on a screen and you're like, Hey, this is like how often this person has come. Um, yeah, I can see every single night that they've came and, and if they ran a game or played in a game or yeah. That's really cool. And then, so have you kind of trained your employees on, and we'll get to the demo in a second so you can actually show us around, but I'm curious, have you trained your employees like on this system, right? So anyone who's there just, just runs it. Right. Yeah. I'm not even there most Saturdays. So that's, that's, uh, it's, it's all automated. Um, yeah, my Alexis, she's great. She's, she's been improved on my system and, and, uh, you know, made that made things run smoother it, because it's a lot of people to manage all at once. I mean, people show up and you're just like getting the games and play. And so you have to like make sure they're at the right level tables and, and stuff like that. So, right. Yeah. Everyone just kind of descends at once and you need to sort yeah. everyone out. Yeah. Uh, so I guess now is a great time for you to share your screen and kind of give us a little bit of a tour of your Airtable base. So uh, real quick, this is a list of all the players. So what did I say? There's a bunch. Uh, I think we're right around 500 people who have participated at least one one time. Um, but uh, it, what what this sh- screen shows is the um, first name, last couple initials of the uh, of the player, um, how many nights they've played. So there's a couple couple things in Airtable. You you aren't allowed to. Um, gosh, it's been so long since I've looked at this, but we have to. We have to take the total nights and then copy it over so that we'll properly reference something to give us our max level. Got it. What that interaction is, but um, we have to do that weekly. So that's that's a that's one thing I'd like to see improved. Um, but outside of that, it's pretty much pretty much automated. We we do a let me see game nights. So this is our 
these are game nights. So like, these are the people who played and these are the people who, that this was our very first night. We had 60 people show up the very first time we, we did this. Um, and it's, it stayed in that 40 to 50 range pretty consistently. Um, but every single person who participated and who ran those games. So that's how that looks. Um, but for, oh, is this, what is this? Form two. So this is pretty much all my employees are looking at. It does not look pretty, but that's it's on our our side of it. So um, they just throw in the date. So on the sixth, they will they will make one for the sixth. They will add just go down and start typing in names, and that is super fast. And then add whoever DM'd and submit that, and everybody's updated. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty easy. Um, I have a handful of other things going on here, like I've got. Um, we hand out tokens as um, uh, magic items for the players. So all the rewards come in the form of um, item, like physical items that they can carry around to their games. Um, and then we've, uh, or I've gone through and I've made a point value associated with um, each item. That's not a very interesting one, but um, yeah. So basically the players can uh, buy items that they own based on how many how what level they are if that makes sense and and is the level based then on the attendance that you track exactly exactly so we've got a level chart here so basically uh this shows what players have made yeah look at david here 47 games um that <laughs> that shows uh what what level they've made it to and what rewards they have gotten up to that cool. point. We've got, a, we've got a max level here. You show up for your first game, you get to play a first level character. You show up to your second level game, or if, um, if it's your second game, you get to play a second level character. And then it starts to slow down um, after after that. So, um, yeah. So we potentially have people playing 15th level characters. I don't think that's happening. I think they're still in this 12 and 13 range mostly. Um, but so this is, I guess, probably just like a person who's ignorant of D&D asking, but what, uh, if you play at certain levels, like, is it, you just get these additional items or like, what kind of benefits do you have to, <laughs> so the, to the like, what's the dangling carrot, right? To continue to attend and level up. So this is a large part of D&D. If you've ever done any kind of um, online game that that has a character involved mm-hmm. that like gains stuff, this is this is what D&D is all about. It's about building up your character, uh, getting more powerful, fighting more powerful monsters, getting more powerful. So it's it's this cycle um, that a lot of players really enjoy. Um, uh, honestly, D and D is not my favorite game, partly because of that. <laughs> so I do role play, um, but not. Uh, I, I don't have that that interest in that that kind of grindy. Um, I'm better, so now I'm going to fight better stuff. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but it, whatever. Give the uh, people what they want, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this, is, this is what people enjoy. So, um, but that's what it is. The characters get more powerful. They have more options. They can throw bigger spells. They can do all sorts of stuff. Um, I do have a couple other things in here. Let me just throw through some things. Um, player reporting. Um, so players can, if if we're seeing issues with um, something, people can come in and be like, you know, I'm, I'm seeing this event. This player is is doing this in a game. And then I'll just go and talk to them and hopefully get that um, handled. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got some suggestions. If people want to make suggestions, uh, we started a, uh, a sponsorship program. So 
um, we were having some issues with focus for our younger kids um, who are participating. So what we did is we said, if you can get three different people to come in and play with you, then you can say um, they, you know, they, they will say that you can play at an adult table. Otherwise we just kind of put them at a, a youth table. Um, just, they're not super disruptive to the other players, um, right. they, you know, and they have fun still. So it's not, I'm not concerned about it, but it's, uh, it's a little different. Um, I just started this. I've got a unique item request. So one of the rewards people can get is at some, at some point they get uh, unique items. They've come enough that, um, you know, I'm going to invest in them and like spend some time figuring out exactly something that fits one of their characters or something to, to kind of give them something extra that is nobody else has. Cool. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the, the guild ventures, um, program. Do you have to <laughs> I know that's awesome. It's great. And it, you know, it is something like you mentioned, it's like your staff can just fill out the forms and then you can just take a peek at it whenever you want to kind of check the pulse on everything. Um, and you can have Saturday nights to yourself then if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No, it it is good time. And I, I've run plenty of games myself. I've, I, uh, I do enjoy playing, so it's not, uh, um, and we did also talk about you have you have another um, base that you might be able to show us the campaign organizer. Do you want to yeah. take a little bit to to kind of walk through that and give us some some context? Yeah. So the the campaign organizer. This is something that I uh, put together for my personal games, um, and I, I've done it for a couple different campaigns. Um, the one I have here is definitely the prettiest, and that is on account of the. Um, uh, Forbidden Lands game that they put out. They've they've have some great art in there, um, and they've they've put a lot of of time into making a uh, something that's very accessible, and I can mm-hmm. I can share with my players. So I I was excited to do that. Um, typically, when I build one of these, I will do like some basic web searches online and be like, I just need uh, images of an elven fighter, and I'll just put you know here's here's this guy, and now here's his image, and and that's that. But these are like. Um, a lot of things from the company. Like if I bring this guy up, this is a, um, this is the hollows. This is kind of your, your starter adventure site for the, um, for the main campaign. And it's, it's just a town, but the the players get to have kind of a, a look at what that actually looks like. So that's really fun to have. And basically what I've done here is I've created something that I can, I've, I've created a line item for basically everything that the players, um, might, might find in the near term. Um, and if I create a session and I link to it, it then populates the session and gives them the opportunity to look, look at it on their phones or whatever. Um, so they can, this is, this is the view that the, um, uh, players get to see um, cool. that's, that's what's shared with them so they can they can easily go through and see everything that i i've put out there um yeah so Love it. Like read a session synopsis we've got that um there are some interesting linking things like i've got um these are linked from another table um so i have to i have to put all of the description that i want them to see in the initial uh description right so like right yeah right in that primary field right you can see it yeah exactly um so that's that's kind of how i've done that and it seems like it works pretty well it keeps everything pretty organized and the players have something um really 
pretty concise that you know I'm able to put into um, different different uh, drop downs in the Kanban, and I I don't know I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you've done a great job. I think, you know, kind of one of the underappreciated components of Airtable, I think sometimes is the the views, you know, and you've done a really great job here of using that Kanban view with, you know, the the images and stuff to just make a really pleasing looking, um, you know, view to sort through. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really fun, I, and I I love um, <laughs> I love just going through it. Like, oh yeah, this is like coming together. Look at that; it's got the <laughs> right. Yeah, like you just creating it. You're creating it. You know, technically for your players, but also like halfway for yourself. You know, right. and just yeah, the, it, the joy of organizing everything definitely helps me keep my own thoughts organized. Um, one thing that I um, so I've been I've been role playing, oh God, a long time. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, since I was six. So I, um, nice. one, one thing that's really cool is going back and looking at games that I played in many years ago. And I love having like, um, these session synopsis and things. And this is, uh, I'm typically not that organized of a person, but the, it, I'm creating a record at the same time of, of things that have happened. So this is, this really serves a double purpose of, of not just informing my players, but also like having something that I can look back on years from now and be like, Oh yeah, this was pretty fun. You know, we, we had a good time with that campaign or whatever. So it's um, it's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I love it. And it's so true where you're always, you know, you build something or you're into something, you know, you're playing a game or whatever, and you're like, oh, I'll remember this. Like, I don't have to, you know, write it down. And then I always find myself wishing, I wish I had written that down somewhere where I could like go back and look because you're right. It's it's not just seeing what's on the screen, but also you can kind of get a little nostalgic sure. about everything, you know, um, and <laughs> that's really diary. fun. Yeah. So how long did it take you to kind of uh, build the space and, and get it to a point where you were comfortable sharing it with your players? So this one was really quick. I mean, I, I, uh, well, I think I did most of it in a night. Um, nice. yeah, but that's, that's just because I've built a couple others. So I kind of knew exactly what, well, I knew a lot of what the format was. Um, every time I'm, I'm learning new stuff on it all the time. I, I don't know everything by, by a long shot. There's a, uh, there's a lot of depth in Airtable, which I really enjoy. Um, I actually use Airtable for, and <laughs> It does take, it has taken me a long time to get as competent as I am with it, um, right. but I don't mind the time because I use it in my business as well. So I, doing the things I really enjoy allows me to really do deep dives on stuff and like figure out how to put some things together and make it presentable and make it so that um, I can share it with my staff and stuff and they can, they can navigate things easily. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would be nearly as invested as if I didn't wasn't doing something that I like genuinely enjoy doing. <laughs> but right. but, be, <laughs> but taking those lessons back and um, uh, applying them to the business is really cool because I can be like, oh, I know what I need to do right here. Just pop that together real quick, and now I have something. You know, I, I built three new forms for my players uh, a couple days ago, and or my players, <laughs> my <laughs> my employees a couple days ago. So they are. Um, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, right now I have a, you know, I use an air table for all of our, all of our daily stuff in the store and like all of my employee records and stuff, they're all in one air table. So nice. it's like, you know, I've got, I've got all that information, 
easy to do. And then, uh, you know, build a form and link to their link to their name or whatever. And it's, you know, I can see what they're up to and it's all, it's all in one place. And I, I, <laughs> I, I would be hard pressed to be able to do what I need from Airtable anywhere else. I don't think I could. So. Right. Yeah. It really is such a, you know, flexible tool. And I, I really like what you mentioned about how, you know, it is since you are able to kind of work on, you know, work projects and personal projects in the same space, it really does give you, you know, kind of the tingles, right? You feel like you're creating something fun or like learning something new. That's not just, you know, something that you'll, you know, tinker with once and then kind of jettison it to try another app or something. It right. does yeah. have some staying power for sure. Yeah, I, I, that is exactly right. I've, I, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely an optimizer and I, I really try and find like things that um, are going to work really well for a particular application or whatever. And this Airtable has just allowed me to like really focus on one thing for a long time now. Um, I don't feel like I need a bunch of other stuff. You know, I've got like a handful of programs to do like, you know, scheduling and stuff like that. Cause that's really hard, <laughs> but, but I don't, uh, I don't have a bunch of other stuff at this point. It's uh, it's pretty nice. It's, it's, I've really enjoyed it. So awesome. Yeah. So I guess tell us um, to, to wrap up, uh, what is next for Griffin? You mentioned you guys are kind of in the final processes of becoming a co-op officially. So what, what does that kind of mean for you guys and how will it you know affect uh, your growth going forward? Right. So um, the industry, like I mentioned, is really challenging and cooperative is something that I've I've looked at over the years, and I think really what it what it amounts to is I want I wanted something that would get the community involvement and get the community investment in choosing to have a store like ours continue to exist into the future. Right. You know, we've got a lot of we're a nine thousand square foot store. We've got a um, you know a lot of play space that really doesn't necessarily generate the revenue that it needs to to warrant its existence. Um, but from the very beginning, what uh, what my wife and I wanted was a community hub. We wanted a place where players could come and feel, uh, you know, comfortable and have fun and meet new people and all these things. And I, I don't think that's going to exist without stores like ours. Um, so, you know, and and I can't think, you know, obviously you can generate a ton of revenue in other ways and um, uh, subsidize that kind of space, but it, that that doesn't that doesn't feel right to me. I mean, it, it shouldn't be a, um, somebody's, you know, hard work and volunteerism and donation to make a space like this exist. It should be a effort by everybody who's using it is, is my opinion. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really what I'm, I'm hoping to see out of this transition. We've already got a lot of great people, um, invested in the store and we've got a lot of, we've got, you know, we've got a board of directors and we've got, um, you know, membership that we're, we're taking care of daily and that people are, people are interested. And I think it's, I think it's a cool opportunity for the community to make sure stores like ours continue to exist into the future and, uh, serve the serve as that third place where people can come and meet and 
um, yeah, enjoy themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, from what you've kind of, how you've kind of been describing the store, it kind of seems like a natural next step for you guys, right? Since you do kind of put all of this time and attention into really building the community and not just being a place with like some shelves with some stuff to buy on them. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That is a, that is yes. That's not what we're shooting for. So, um, yeah, just got to maintain that space. Let our viewers know um, where they can find you online. And then also if they're uh, in the Fort Collins area where they can go to come visit. <laughs> so we are um, Drake and Shields in Fort Collins. Uh, we, yeah, we're Fort Collins about an uh, hour north of Denver. So basically we're in, uh, like I said, a transition. So there is a, uh, our current website is www.griffingamesandcomics.com. And, but we are transitioning to griffin.coop. So much easier to uh, to find. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully that's uh, that website's up here in the next month or so. Very cool. Well, Sherman, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us and kind of uh, show a little bit about your how you've you know kind of crafted your business and personal stuff with Airtable. It was great talking to you. Yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, it's it's a it's a cool program, and I, I uh, hope to see uh, more things in the future from it. It's cool. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. 